0: This is episode six of the most amazing podcast in the world, "My Life at a Weird Angle," with yours truly, Lord Milan Lawazu. Episode six is uh, when I was twenty-five years old. About that time, it was I had graduated college and everything, as you know from the last episode. I'm now a beta. I'm now officially Greek. With all that entails and all those benefits. When I was 25, I had graduated and I was eager to use my degree in Spanish. I also had a degree in fashion design, specializing in women's wear. However, using that when you're living in the Midwest in a small town at the time seemed a little bit more tricky than was worth it. But with that said, I was eager to start teaching and using my Spanish, and I found a good job at an elementary school. Now, mind you, I didn't go to college in order to teach elementary, but hey, we all have our stepping stones. Lincoln Elementary ended up being a real good catalyst for me. It was a good job, and I was able to Utilize Spanish. There were quite a few of my students were Spanish-speaking only, so it really helped to reel them in, so to speak. I was at an inner-city school and teaching second and third grade. The um, interesting part about all that is when I first started. You know, I was a little bit nervous and didn't know what to do, and um, all the new teachers are partnered up with a professional teacher. Well, I guess we're all professionals, but one that had a lot more experience. So I got partnered up with her and she was the lead teacher and I was basically her aide. And it was a second grade class. Now, like I said, this inner city school, some of these kids were a bit rowdy. And um, about four Days into the job, my lead instructor said, uh, Mr. Milan, I am going to the restroom and I'll be right back. (laughs) Of course, I didn't know at the time, but she never came back. She walked right out that building and never looked back, never heard from her again. And my boss ended up telling me that she had a nervous breakdown which is crazy. Like These kids broke her so bad that she just couldn't take it anymore. So four days into the job, now all of a sudden I'm the lead instructor. And it's either a now or never sink or swim kind of situation. Because obviously, these kids are going to try me like they tried her. But... They realized quickly that Mr. Milan ain't fucking around. So things worked out pretty quickly, and I was able to wrangle them and develop some normalcy. But things like lesson plans and day to day work and transitions and all that stuff for second graders is a lot different from my schooling as far as teaching goes, because I assumed, you know, getting my degree that I was gonna go straight into at least the high school or junior college level and not second grade. So the things that I learned and and the methods and this and that sort of served me, but I definitely had to just learn on the job. It went really well though. I taught there for about two years And all the students knew me and loved me and grew with me. And it was amazing. Somewhere around my second year, an ex of mine, my actual high school sweetheart, came back into the picture. Honestly, I don't even know how we linked up again, but we started talking and she was coming back. To Michigan from Virginia. And we linked up and got back together, so to speak. And uh, it was good. It was exciting. It was familiar. Mind you, this is the girl that was with me when my accident happened. So I think for the both of us, there was a bit of guilt there and desire to somehow capture what we lost really anytime that happens in my opinion it's never the same it never works especially when for us anyway the first time we were together we were high schoolers and I obviously didn't use the chair then so the way we knew each other and how we acted with each other was totally different And now, in our mid 20s, it was a whole other world. We were a whole different people. But we give it a go. We decided to, let's just see how it goes. I think sometimes that familiarity keeps us in a situation that we know is really wrong. But at the time, it was good enough. And I was happy. We loved each other off of that familiarity and that history that we had. Around the same time, she got a job offer in Miami. So we started to think about our life together and moving to Miami and really, really going for it. So as she packed up and got settled in Miami that summer, I put in my two weeks notice at my job and let them know that I was going to be moving and started pursuing a job with my other degree in fashion design, women's wear, all that. <laughs> I pursued a job with uh, a designer named Adolfo Dominguez that was based out of Spain but had a boutique and a design studio there in Miami so packed up my things started to ship things anyway before then my brother was getting married and of course I was going to go to that so me with my uh, cocky self at the time Had a whole lot of fun at that wedding. And fortunately, unfortunately, I guess, not sure, but ended up with another woman in my bed that night. Another person that I knew from high school, had familiarity with, and I just went with it. Me and her ended up spending the entire month of August together, and most of July, and I fell for her too. I remember she asked me one time, how can you love two people at the same time? And my response was, I love you differently. I was a fool, (laughs) I was a fool. I was using both of them in hindsight. I was using and betraying myself. But it's amazing what your ego will guide you into accepting, into saying is okay. Obviously things were doomed, but I moved to Miami anyway. I left the girl in Michigan I moved to Miami, and I loved the idea of living in Miami, of speaking Spanish, and living in a big city, and all the fun that that entailed. Even just saying, yeah, I live in Miami, I just thought it sounded cool as shit, so I was willing to just go with it. This whole unplanned craziness of a relationship. In Spanish, it would be una locura. For real, for real but yeah like we were together we had this dope apartment we had agreed you know like a rent can't go over a thousand and of course the rent ended up being like 1300 and i mean that was just the rent one bedroom bathroom that was damn near inaccessible in this apartment in coral gables i mean don't get me wrong it was dope we had like marble floors and stuff but yeah, I mean, they didn't even have a washer-dryer. <laughs> so, us trying to make do with his life and really the realization that, oh, shit, like, we're living together. We're together. And the more stuff I shipped down there, the more it became uncomfortable, unfortunately. And, um... I pursued that job with Adolfo Dominguez, I met with his buyers, I went to the boutique, I met with the staff and everything there and got invited to a party that he was throwing for the opening of another boutique and there was press and designers and models and all that stuff, champagne and media and everything there and it was great and I was thinking, cool, now things are going to turn around. This will help me get settled, et cetera, et cetera. But things just never clicked. And I see now that, like scripture says, you know, God will work out everything for the good of those who love him. Even when we make horrible decisions. Because me being in Miami was just one bad decision after the other. Like I said, I fell in love with another girl and then I left her in Miami. I left her, her in uh, Michigan. I'm down in Miami with a girl that I used to love, and in a place I could barely afford. And it was just, it was just crazy. It was a whirlwind. Needless to say, we split up, and it and it got bad. You know, cops were involved, all types of stuff. It was a real Miami story in that regard. But, you know, I had some family in Fort Lauderdale. They helped me move out and find a spot near them. And, yeah, just continued to pursue and look for work and everything. The good thing, though, I was able to spend some quality time with my young cousins, with my aunt and my uncle that I grew up with and hadn't seen since we all lived in Virginia together. So that was really great, I'm thankful for all of that. Because I was there in a critical time, I think for my young cousins as well, and was able to school them on some life things. Also in that time, it was when Obama was running for his first presidency. And I got to campaign for that and that was awesome. Going from door to door and I don't think I knocked on one door that said they weren't voting for him so that was awesome that was my first time working on a campaign and campaigning and really just being involved in the political process like that i mean i had voted in elections before but never really been a part of one and i'm super thankful that i did because it was such a historic moment i remember all of us gathered around the tv the night of the inauguration, well, the night of, you know, the end of the election, all these votes coming in and we're all just dead quiet, just looking at the TV like, oh, shit. He really became president. It's so crazy because, I mean, especially for our family, we are direct descendants of slaves. We know our slave history. We've been to the plantation. We know the records we've walked in the same places in the huts in the rivers that our ancestors were held captive in. so to go from that memory to seeing a black man become president a black man named Barack Hussein Obama become president was just it brought tears to everyone's eyes at least the adults, you know, because we understood the the scope of what had just happened. It was, it was remarkable. It was amazing. It was amazing. But all of that was short-lived after a while of bouncing around trying to find a good physical therapy place and trying to find steady work. I just decided, you know what? I've done good here. I was there for my family. I got to spend time with my young cousins. I helped Obama get elected. Cool, I'm out. And I just packed my stuff up and had my uncle drive me to the airport and I was out back to Michigan. Miami was a fiasco. For sure. But I learned a lot. I learned a lot about trusting myself and forgiveness and all these necessary things that we must learn as we grow. And I got back to Michigan. Of course, my brothers were there for me. A bunch of us got a place together, this nice apartment, four bedrooms, two full baths and I began began to rebuild. So I started consulting work, I started teaching and just grew from there. Grew from there and lived there, worked and hustled and thrived for a few more years before the next unbelievable story kicked in. But you'll hear about that on the next episode of my life at a weird angle, with yours truly, Lord Milan Loazza.